I'm Shannon. And I'm Rami. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. Uh, Shannon, I'm just going to let you introduce it. I feel comfortable. I don't need to do it myself. I'm going to let you do the introduction today. What are we talking about, Shannon? Rami, thank you so much for delegating the intro to me on this episode. Today, we're going to be talking about delegation, the hows, the whens, and the whos of delegation. And here's the background here. I was talking with a client that is a leader of a pretty large team and was feeling overwhelmed at the time. Their team has grown rapidly in a short amount of time, like, I don't even know, like five direct reports to 20 or something crazy like that. So delegation has been a big focal point for us. But I wanted to touch on like the different elements of successful delegation. How do we think creatively about who are all the people you can delegate to? Then let's talk about when you should delegate. And lastly, how to delegate effectively. So let's talk about the who first. One thing that I really enjoyed about this conversation with this client was how can we get creative and think outside the boxes? I think a lot of us think, well, I don't have any direct reports, so there's nobody that I can delegate to, right? It's all got to be done by me. And that's just such a load of crap, <laughs> whether you do or you don't have direct reports. So yes, you can delegate in the direction of um, down, I hate to say that, but like the people yes. who work for you or support your work. And this can also get creative in the sense of you can delegate a whole project, but you can also delegate a part of a project or like a first pass. You can say, hey, I want you to read this and form an opinion. Or, hey, can you take a first pass at what this deck should look like or the framework or the structure of it? Mm -hmm. um, so be creative. Like, even if you feel like you can't delegate a whole project, how can you delegate a portion of it to someone that works for you or with you? So that's down. Yeah. Rami, anything you would add on delegating down? Mm, the only thing I would say is when you're delegating down, make it clear why you're delegating. Yeah. We'll so talk that it doesn't seem like you're just like dumping off work on someone. Yeah. We'll talk about that more in the how for sure. That can okay. be delegate. Uh, okay. So then there's also the direction of a cross. So I think about this as like, who are your cross-functional team partners? So an example of this might be to ask for support from if you're in a larger organization from an HR business partner on onboarding resources or asking mm. them to suggest like what's the onboarding plan right because like it's in their zone of genius you're mm -hmm. in whatever functional area of the company that's not HR so ask for help and support in that way and I want to add on to that because I think that's a really smart one because even if HR in this specific instance, doesn't have one, what I guarantee you is they will say, oh, Shannon, you should go talk to this person because we know that they have a really good onboarding plan and maybe it doesn't work exactly for you, but like go just chat with them and maybe you can pull some nuggets out of that and and work the network to, to figure it out. Yes, to make it easier for yourself. Uh, I think the other concept with a cross is to recommend or encourage that a colleague of yours so maybe you like at target rami and i were peer managers we both had teams of however many people that worked for us and we were peers so it might be knowing like 
maybe our boss assigned a project to me, but actually, from what I know about Rami, it's a way better suit for his skill set and for his interest areas of like what he wants to develop and grow in. So I might recommend or encourage him as my colleague to take on a project based on his skills and interests where it just might apply a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that, especially when a lot of times projects are based on the work that you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, Shannon's product categories like wouldn't even make sense for what this project requires. So maybe it is kick it to somebody else. Or see if there's a another person who has more interest in it. I like that. Yeah. So then the third of four directions that we'll cover on like who or how you can delegate is also up. This one's like, I'm taking a little bit of liberties here, if I'm being honest. But I think we can delegate, quote unquote, back upward towards our leaders or our bosses when it comes to your priorities, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed. And what you can delegate here is not the first pass, but the second pass. So this might look like you taking a first pass on what your priorities should be and what you're deciding is going to have to wait. And then essentially delegating to your leader any edits they want to be want to have made. So like you've taken it's, it's almost like the opposite of down, like you've taken the first pass and now they get veto status, if you will, a little bit. I see this happen a lot in my company where um, the like, I've seen the CTO do it a bunch. He'll like force rank their priorities mm -hmm. and then he'll go to the CEO and say, okay, here are my priorities. Is there any of these that you would change or like adjust my ordering? Or is there something that should just come off completely? Yes. And I've been lucky and fortunate to be in the conversation where they're like, well, should we even do this one? Like, is this even necessary anymore? And so things will just like fall off. Yep. I don't see the, the ranking change that much. Because you've already done the first pass, right? You're coming in and saying, here's what I think is right. Unless something in the company has changed that I'm not aware of, hopefully I'm representing that accurately in this situation. The other interesting thing I think of is, this may be only specific to me, but when I'm building decks that I know are going to be bigger, mm -hmm. more organizationally hitting, I like to take a first pass at like what the outline is. And then I like to share it upwards to the CMO or the CEO and say, okay, here's what I'm thinking about in this like humongous deck that I'm building. Here's the outline. Can you guys take a second pass at this and let me know if I'm thinking about this the right way before I go and invest a bunch of time building out this deck now, because I don't mind changing my like scribble scatter shot here. Yes. But I will be frustrated if I build 10 slides and you say, we don't need that section. Yes. Yes, this is getting a little inception -y in the sense of like, oh, did they just delegate the first pass to us? And now yeah. we say we're delegating between the second pass. But it's interesting to think about. Um, and I, I think like a creative way to think about an option for delegation. The fourth bucket of who you can delegate to, so we covered down, across, up, is technology. <laughs> so can you automate something? Can you, uh, like, for me as a business owner of, of one, right, technology is a great source of delegation for me. So can I offer a calendar link for people to book in with me versus making it my responsibility to, like, find a time that's going mm -hmm. to work for them? Can I automate invoicing so that, again, like, I don't have to put that back on myself? Or other things that you might be able to automate versus doing them yourselves. 
I think about people who are more gifted at macros than I was at Target <laughs> for the deep analytical work in Excel. Can you automate with a macro, i.e. to technology? Can you uh, delegate in that sense to technology? Even um, to build on that, like in Zoom and Google Meets, I think they have like a note taker that you can like plug in and it'll just like take notes on the meeting. Because I always hear it like at the beginning of my meetings, like, We've got the note taker taking notes. So like, let us us know if you don't want that. But then I've seen the notes and they're like 99% okay. And Um, they're actually notes and not just like captioning. I mean, it is captioning, but yeah, it's like a dictation of what happened in the meeting. Okay. Which is still like nice so that no one has to do anything. I mean, I feel like that's a waste of someone's time in those meetings is like diligently taking notes. Well, I think about, in a sense, with this podcast, then I have delegated to technology in captioning our videos because Uh I I use an app to do that. I don't do that. I upload and then the app does it for me. And that saves me time, which is one of the things that we're looking for in delegation. For sure. All right. So that is our summary on who you might delegate to. I hope that inspires you to get creative on options for yourself and thinking in multiple directions versus just the one that we traditionally think of. Now let's move into when should you delegate? And Rami was touching on this a little bit earlier, but for me, I think there's a couple of core questions to ask yourself. Question one, is there someone else who has or can have the necessary info or expertise to complete this task? Question two, Would delegating provide an opportunity to grow and develop someone else's skills? And that's the piece that I think, Rami, you were speaking to earlier of like, don't just delegate to like dump crap on people. Does it actually tie into something that they want to get better at? Hold on here. This is the one that bothers me the most. Because (laughs) I think when it's done, hold on. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think when it's done right and it's like a true like, hey, Rami, you... Your opportunity is like attention to detail. So for the next two months, this is the project I want you to work on. And it's like going to require you to really work on that. Great. That makes sense. I feel like 99 times at Target, someone would be like, oh, this is going to be really good for your development. So I want you to do this thing. (laughs) And it was like, screw all of you. You guys are dumping garbage on me. I know it. I see the bag is open and it stinks and I don't want it. Yeah. But it's not like you can tell someone above you like, hey, take a hike. Like I'm not doing this trash. But I feel like they use this as an excuse to give you garbage. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that, but I think the most effective delegators, and I don't just mean like the ones that can sell you that this garbage actually smells like roses. I mean, truly, the most effective delegators are aligning what you truly want to grow and develop on with the things that need to be delegated to the team. But yeah, like there are times where sometimes it does just, have to get done <laughs> and, and it well, stinks and, think, and it's garbage but then like let's let's call it what it is instead of trying to sell someone a false bill of goods well and i think too when the person delegating is also dealing with some garbage i think it's fine i think it's when the person delegating never ends up dealing with garbage that you're like oh okay you're just making us do all the like garbage and like you just get to do the fun like roses part of all this stuff yeah i think that's that's bad delegation yeah uh which makes the teams even in in good opportunities like frustrated with the delegation yeah 
So maybe it's something, well, this may be added to the how list then, like being transparent. <laughs> we'll get to that though. We'll, we'll add that in at the end. We're getting ahead. We're always getting ahead. It's all good. So now let's move into like the third part of delegation. Like how, but, but like, no, but like, seriously, how do I delegate effectively mm-hmm. when it actually comes down to brass tacks? So I think first and foremost, to share a clear desired goal, delegate the what and the when, like, what are you really looking for them to accomplish? And when do you want it done by? Mm-hmm. And share any constraints or boundaries that you want to establish, like a budget or, um, things, options that any options that you already know are not okay for this thing that you're asking them to do. But then you gotta back off and let them determine how it's going to get done. You can say the what and the when and the yeses and the nos of the boundaries, but you don't get to say how. <laughs> they get to yeah, do that Yeah, you don't get part. to draw the line from A to Z. You get to tell them what it, what is A and what is Z and yes. give them the boundaries, but they want to squiggle around in circles you kind of got to let them. They get to do that. Yeah. So if I break break things down even just like a little bit more here on tactically of how I've um, encouraged clients or seen clients do this successfully in the past, essentially it's like make a list of all the stuff that you think you need to do. But also ask, especially when you're delegating down, ask your team to share where they want to grow or develop or, or no, where do your peers want to grow and develop? Mm-hmm. And then how can you have like a fun, like matching game <laughs> of pairing the developmental priorities with the projects and tasks that are on your roster for each person and, and each project? And then again, think cross-functionally as well. Like make sure you're knowing where your peers want to grow in an effort to better align work to what people want to do. And then I would say, I would add now this piece about transparency. If you are just having to delegate some garbage that just needs to get taken out, (laughs) be transparent about that. Mm -hmm. I think people appreciate transparency of like, oh, this just really sucks. But um, I'm, I've had clients that are moving through legal issues, you know, where they have to drop everything and Mm -hmm. show up at a deposition or something. So being clear with your team of, hey, I'm really sorry, this is happening right now, but I, or, or jury duty is an example, but I need to just like drop everything. Can you pick up this thing? I know it sucks, but I've got to delegate it because I have other places that I need to be right now. And I've had people come to me in that instance, like, oh, I've got jury duty this week and there's these three things that need to get done while I'm out. Like, can you take the lead on it? It's like, yeah, totally not a problem. If it was like, hey, here are three (laughs) things that need to get done this week. Okay. And it's going to be great for your development. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't like that. Those are the roses that smell like, uh, what did Outcast say? Poo-poo? That's right. Did Outcast say that? I don't know. Roses. Um, and then I think to like wrap this up a little bit, if you're still struggling to let go, like just on like an emotional level, like you just are kind of a control freak. Let's just call it what it is. And hey, compassion. I've been there before. How can you start small and ease yourself into it? Delegate some of the small, very low risk tasks first, and then work your way up to some bigger things. And I would add to that and say, okay, if you're really struggling with um, delegating, don't think of it as delegating. Think of it as helping people grow and develop their skills. So if it's like, oh, I know Shannon is struggling with X and this one task that I have would actually help her work on that thing. Think about it that way. Like, how am I helping my team and my peers in helping them develop as a way to 
delegate. Yes. But if you don't need the word, use the word delegate, and it's more like I want to invest in people's development, then maybe that's the right first step for you to start to be comfortable with it, as opposed to just trying to get something off of your plate. Yeah. I think that'll help a lot with the people who are afraid of delegating from a lens of like, I don't want to put my stuff on other people. Mm-hmm. But but I also know the subset of people who just really can't trust or they struggle with like control a little bit. <laughs> There's some specific individuals that come to mind here. And in that case, like, yeah, you do need to ease yourself in because it's essentially you trying to build trust that other people mm-hmm. can do the work. And it's not... I like what you shared about development, but I almost see it as like two different categories of what For people sure. might struggle with. So being mindful yeah. of that. All right. Well, we hope this episode was helpful on the who's, when's, and how's of delegation. Uh, I, I, Robbie, once again, I blew it. What do we want them to share with us when they connect on? I think what's the, what's the, what's your favorite story of delegation? How about that? I like it. Okay. Well, with that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami, and this has been Workplace Sucks. <laughs>